Which direction will Austin Matthews take with his first pick in the NHL All-Star Draft? We'll discuss that and more here on this edition of the Locked On These Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked on Leafs podcast, your daily fix for all things Leafs. I'm your host, David Morissuti from Sportsnet. As always, Locked on Leafs podcast is a daily Maple Leafs Hatcher podcast, so make sure you subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can now catch us up on YouTube, Locked on Leafs, your team every day. And with Mike away this week, I have brought in reinforcements. And we had a comment on the last YouTube show that said, Free Candid Frank. Well, I have freed Mr. Candid Frank, who has happily agreed to come and join me on the show today. So, Frank, welcome back. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's always nice to talk about the Maple Leafs and always nice spending some time on the air with you. Of course. And it's uh, there's no hockey, no NHL hockey right now. It's, uh, it's a, we're, in a, we're in a period right now where all the stars are coming to Toronto. We saw if if you've walked around the city, you've probably have seen some billboards up. Young Dundas is all filled with the All Star Game uh, festivities. There's a bunch of festivities going around the city. Some interesting. Let's just I was this was thrown into our Discord chat. Some interesting ad. Let's say promotions being thrown at players during All Star Weekend. I'm not going to get too far into those. I'll include a link into the Discord. You guys can join always there to continue the chat from Locked On Leafs on our Discord channel. But it's it's been a little while since the NHL has had the All-Star game in Toronto. So we know what Toronto, how it's viewed in the hockey world. It's uh, You want to know how everyone gets kind of excited when there's events in Toronto, especially, especially considering a majority of the Canadian media is in Toronto as well. A lot of people are going to be flying in. I've already heard of quite a few people have uh, planned their trips and they're coming. And so... The players are doing so as well. They, most of them are probably had already probably arrived. But Frank, looking at this at this All Star weekend, and you can even look back to the last time the NHL had an All Star game in Toronto, which was all the way back. We're we're, t- we're talking when I was like a kid. The last time the NHL All Star game was in Toronto, we're talking I had brown years. hair. <laughs> Frank, Frank, <laughs> yes, Frank had brown hair, and obviously, you know the the game has gone to so many different places over the years right you know last year with it being in florida uh the year before that in vegas we know the nhl has tried some innovative things to get to help try to drive some in, new interest in the all-star game the last time obviously the all-star game was in toronto it wasn't scotia bank arena it was the air canada center back in 2000 um Pavel Bury was still was the MVP of that game for those who don't remember. And we let's just say we've seen a big change in the format. The first one being in those in that time that the draft that the All-Star game was in Toronto. It was Team World versus Team North America. I don't know if you remember that. There was a little there was like a three three-year period where the the league decided to go with 
with that format. Obviously, there was always the East and the West, the Campbell versus the Whale, Team Campbell versus Team Wales. You had so many different formats. And then it all got shaken up uh, recently when they went to this three-on-three format because we know that things were a little stale. They felt things were getting stale at the All-Star game. Players weren't as interested. The hockey wasn't very competitive. Obviously, no hitting. There wasn't a lot. It was just, it, it felt like players were just playing a little game of shinny. But then comes the three on three, and that seemed to, to jumpstart everything once again. How do you, how have you viewed the All Star game and your interest in it for the last few years? Well, when, when I first watched All Star games, it was the Stanley Cup champion against a, a team of the best players in the league, the six team league. So I remember what that was like. And, it was always very interesting and it was a little more serious than it is now because you're playing the Stanley cup champ. So there's, there's this built in animosity that, uh, you know, that that's there because uh, you're playing the Stanley cup champ. And then we started expanding and then, you know, the, uh, you started end up having a thing where you started questioning, is it a good idea to get a player from each team or do you get the best players so there's been there've been issues along the way and then you're talking about this time when they brought in the you know separating them by you know Europeans, Americans, Canadians, even they've gone as far as if you remember the first time Matthews took part was uh, they were the 20 year olds, the young guns, right? They had they did that, obviously when they did the World Cup of hockey, yeah, they've yeah. tried so many different things. They, they did so many different things and and the one thing that's consistent since they dropped the the Stanley Cup champ playing it, it became less and less serious. And and even if the guys played serious, I think the image of all-star games as a whole, probably in every sport, there's a question about, you know, is it actually worth it? Are we actually seeing what the game is like? So there have been many of these innovations. You know, one of my favorites was uh, when they did in Vegas because they did a lot of things they've never done before, you know, in the fountain, you know, on a platform to a platform. But I think the, the the biggest thing that I think is great about the All-Star Game, it gives us a chance to get a look at women in hockey and put them in the in yeah. the big light, right? To get to see the PWHL, we'll be able to see them. And the three-on-three, three, I think, is more fun because um, one thing the guys that come to the All-Star Game have that, you know, not every hockey player has is speed and, and, and great, you know, great passing ability. So, it opens itself up to showing off the talent that's on the ice. And, and I think the game is, is, is was always the most important thing. I think we're starting to find out, David, I don't know if you agree. Uh, the other events are starting to catch up to the game or the game is starting to drop towards those, those events. Yeah. I think that's you. And I'm really glad you brought up the woman here because 2019, we all remember Kendall Coyne, uh, Schofield going in the fastest skater competition and absolutely blazing the trail there because for for the longest time, we know that the fastest skater was, I mean, I, it was one of my favorite ones. And I remember that year that they used to do the goalies would mm-hmm. do the fastest skater too. So a lot of fun. But like, we remember when they first brought the woman into the skills competition, that's kind of all they really, they brought them and said, look, they're going to be a part of the, the festivities. And now we've gone from now they've done the skills to now they're going to get their own game. 
which like that's that to me is a, is such an important one because they deserve the platform to show what they can do and why not have them together so i think that's such a great uh a great thing that they're going to have with this being a part of the all-star weekend and they're not just taking a part in a in the in the skills they're going to do more than that they're going to have you know they're not taking over the show they're not they're but they're going to be a part of it and i think that's great David, if I can go back a little bit with the with the ladies, the irony as well is the PWHL has instituted some contact. They allow contact. Now, yeah. ironic, this is the first year that they're in. The All-Star game is the year that they allow contact. Now in the All-Star game, are they going to have contact? Yeah, it, it, that, that, that's been a talking point with the PWHL is, you know, they've been asking players about, you know, a lot more contact players that you know only played international hockey there's no contact in international hockey for the women they, they're getting there it's a new thing that they're trying to get themselves used to and so yeah i'm very curious to see you know i think when you look at this this three-on-three tournament that the women are going to be participating in they're not going to they're going to want to show the show the sh- have a good show put on a good show right they want to be at their best so that people see them at their best. So it wouldn't surprise me if things get very competitive out there. Um, and if you don't know that there's going to be two rosters for the three-on-three showcase, you have Team King versus Team Kloss. So um, it's it's going to be a very fun uh, event. The The rosters have been already set. You're going to have players like, obviously, Kendall Coyne-Schofield, Hillary Knight, Alex Carpenter, Sarah Nurse, Brianna. It, it's full. I think that's the big one too. Is you're gonna see the best of the best here. They know there's so much like the talent level now that's in the women's game. There's legitimate all stars here that you're gonna be seeing, and they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a great. Uh, it's gonna be great for them to showcase themselves. And physicality sells in the mm. NHL. It sells everywhere. And as far as hockey's concerned, and now that the ladies are are bringing in the physical side of the game, I think it becomes more of an attractive game because it was one of the things that people look at and say, yeah, but they don't hit. It's just skating around. Well, uh, the hitting's going to start and we'll see where it takes, uh, you know, the ladies and and the women, women's hockey is no different than, than, uh, you know, um, than than boxing or any other of the pugilistic sports that are out there, right? Women can do it. So it's just a question of creating a platform where they can. So it's going to be interesting if they in the All-Star game show some contact because a lot of people will be sitting in those stands have not seen women's contact hockey. So it'll be, good, it'll be a good selling point, I think, for the game it, itself, for theirs. It definitely will be. The NHL is always about trying to figure out ways to – get this bring more interest to this all-star game with something coming back for the first time in a long time this weekend and that is the all-star player draft we're going to discuss the return of the all-star draft and who could be on team austin matthews this weekend we'll bring we'll touch on that and more here on the locked on these podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day today's edition of the locked on these podcasts is brought to you by jace medical I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't have imagine a more helpless feeling 
Then if a family member got sick while supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they need, thankfully we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a five, it's a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. And today's show is also brought to you by one of our new sponsors, and it's Factor. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factors ready-to-eat meals delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Skip the overpriced takeout trap. Factor is cheaper and way more delicious than takeout. Get chef-crafted, restaurant-quality meals delivered right to your door. They're ready to heat and eat in just two minutes, which means more time for you. Need a special occasion meal? Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Factor has everything that you might need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you energized during frantic times. Head to factormeals.com slash LockedOnNHL50 and use code LockedOnNHL50 to get 50% off. That's code LockedOnNHL50 at factormeals.com slash LockedOnNHL50 to get 50% off. Welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. David Morissuti here and joining with me as a guest co-host, as he has done many times in the past, is my good friend Frank Stanishi Candid Frank, live if you're ever looking for him on social media. And as I mentioned going into the break, the NHL is bringing back for the first time since I was looking, since it looks like since 2015. It's a really long time for this. The NHL All-Star Draft. I don't know, Frank. Do you remember the very first NHL All Star Draft? I I remember. I believe Phil Kessel was the last player selected that first year. That's just out of my memory. Phil and- Kessel was the first was the last player picked, and <laughs> Alex Ovechkin was. And this, I think, this was the year after because yes, Kessel was picked last, and because he was picked last, Phil Kessel was gifted a car, a Honda at the end of the draft because he was picked last it was uh, uh, phil i will i will give him credit this was happened all the way back in 2011 for those who don't yep. remember um he was a good sport about it he laughed about it but we know that it was kind of a weird situation but then he would uh <laughs> he would then get the car he was actually also traded in a draft i don't know if many people remember that he was also traded in a in a um and an all-star draft. But then <laughs> Alex Ovechkin, I believe it was the year after, didn't want anybody to pick him because he wanted to get the car. Huh. And I remember, oh, I think it was Sidney Crosby that said, no, I'll pick Obi. He can afford to buy his buy the car. 
<laughs> and the reason why Ovechkin actually wanted the car is he wanted the car to donate to somebody. And let's also say that the and people are probably wondering why the NHL decided not to have the draft anymore. Uh, I think it was a twofold. There was issues with players maybe having a little too much fun on the stage with they were they definitely let's say took took it took it easy, enjoyed some drinks and it, it got a I wouldn't say sloppy, but it, it there was there was issues there. I think the NHL was like uh, I don't maybe we need to take a break from this format. But I'm actually happy it's back and it's back in a different way. Because now there are game captains, just like we've had before. We've had, you know, it would have been like Team Crosby, Team Ovechka, or Team Taves. They would have two teams going against each other. Now there's four teams. Each team has a captain or and a co-captain. So we have Team Austin Matthews, Team Matthews with Justin Bieber as the celebrity captain. Morgan Riley is the assistant captain. We have Team McDavid and... <laughs> Very, very interesting choice here for this one is that you have uh, Will Arnett as the celebrity captain, and he is actually going with, uh, obviously, Leon Dreisaitl is the co-captain of that team. You have Team McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon with Tate McRae, although I thought Kale McCarr was a co-captain for this. So I, I think the NHL missed uh, Kale McCarr here because I don't think he's actually... Oh, yeah, there we go. He is an assistant captain. Then you have Team Hughes with one Michael Buble from Vancouver with Jack and Quinn Hughes as the co-captains. For those that don't know, maybe we'll be surprised to hear this. Jack Hughes is actually not participating in the All-Star game this weekend. He is hurt. So just be mindful of that if you don't see him this weekend. He's still going to be at the draft. He's just not going to be playing along with guys I know that Jack Jack Eichel is also not playing in this game. So the Vegas Golden Knights, the reigning Stanley Cup champions, will not have a representative at this draft. So, Frank, what do you think of the draft, first and foremost? Well, it, you know, while it was a spectacle in its earlier uh, incarnation, um, this one here, I'm wondering if they're going to take all the fun out of it. Uh, I'm... As far as the draft's concerned, it's fun to see which players they pick. It's a bit of a, you know, I mean, everybody gambles on everything. So there'll be the over and under, you know, who'll be the last player, all that stuff. People will be doing that thing too. And and I think it's a lot of fun for the players because we get an idea who they want to play with. You know, there's uh, there's this thing where they get to establish the chemistry. That's what I like about it anyway. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's different, obviously, than past years when it comes to how players may want to do this the real question here is and i'm just going to throw this up on the screen if you're watching on youtube you'll see that i'm throwing up the uh the roster of players that teams can the, the players can choose from obviously this includes also the uh injury replacements as well the yellow if you're watching on youtube the yellow players are players that cannot be uh they're voted those were voted in as all-star fan votes so obviously there was players chosen, those added as fan votes as well. Um, the important thing here to remember is that the captains obviously can't pick other captains. So anybody want to see Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid play together? Well, that's not going to happen because they're that's playing against each other. The real question here is, Frank, who does Austin Matthews take? I'm assuming he gets the first pick. 
He has teammate Morgan Riley with them. Do they go and pick a player on their own team or should they go a different route and maybe surprise people and go with somebody else with their first pick? This is like, you know, this is remember, you know, remember when Kessel won that car and, and, and they picked him last, he was having a lot of trouble with the media. Remember the media in Toronto was really giving him a hard time. Yeah. And I think they did it for that reason. I'm concerned. I didn't bring that up just for no reason. What happens if he doesn't pick Marner and he Marner's sitting there and he doesn't pick Marner. What happens though, if he picks Marner over Nylander, like you're now have now you're leaving one and you're probably saying, <laughs> ah, we're taking Marner. Now I can understand why he would maybe go with Marner first, but but imagine he goes with Marner, and then one of the other teams decide we're gonna take Nylander now. I think it'd be incredible if they if that happens. I want to see these guys kind of be split up a little bit because to me the All Star Game is about seeing the top te- players playing with each other against right. the other top players. I don't necessarily we've seen Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews play together. Eh, I, I, I want something a little different. I would love if Austin Matthews just goes, you know what? The first pick, I want Nikita Kucherov, the guy who's leading or, the league in points. Or, uh, you know, seeing that player in Florida that used to play with Marner playing together. Oh, we're talking, yeah, Matthew Kachuk, very much a possibility. You can see, I mean, much to the chagrin of Senators players, they could say we want Brady Kachuk, although I don't know if I would use a first-round pick on Brady Kachuk. <laughs> Hey, you know what? They could also be like, let's take Sidney Crosby. Would love yep. to see Matthews and Crosby play together. This is what I think. Like personally, yeah. this is where I think the All Star Game presents so many opportunities. I would love to see Austin Matthews and Sidney Crosby play on the ice there, because uh, other than the All Star Game, we would never see that happen in real life. And that's why I think it'd be nice to see this um, right now. Um, if you were a, I, I know that. With the with the draft, most likely a lot of this is going to be handled beforehand. But how about a Boston Bruin? If you're a, if you're a Leaf player, do you do you stay away from the from the rival teams like the Bruins, the Habs, Can or do you, you say the Rat playing with Austin Matthews? Well, okay, so we do. So I I am going to mention. So for the Bruins, it's Pasternak and it's the goaltender Jeremy Swayman. Maybe you decide, hey, let's take Jeremy Swayman as our goaltender probably be worth it he's uh done a he's had a really good year for um for the bruins you know do they go with i'm just looking at the list here you can do jake ottinger as your goaltender from the stars i think he's had you know one of the more underrated goaltenders at this point in of his career um I, i've already mentioned obviously kucherov i mean i you know do you go with a winnipeg jet like kyle connor connor hellebuck this is why this is why I think personally, or do you go with Rasmus Dalin? You go with the Sabres player. Like there's so many options here. And I, I I personally would rather to see the Leaf players try something different. And the I mean, people be okay with it. But obviously the all-star game, they also tend to try to play up to the home crowd a little bit here. Yeah. That's that's gonna be something that and, and you know with, with Toronto, um there, there'll be a few people here that aren't from a Toronto, but uh, I think mostly they'll be from Toronto. And uh, and you're right, the the Leaf fans will be there, uh, pushing for their players and seeing their players do well. But I think you know 
Toronto fans are sophisticated enough that uh, they'll appreciate some of the other players. And if what happens that you're hoping happens, and I agree with you, if there are players that play together that you wouldn't have any chance an American kid and a, and a Canadian one playing together, it'll be fun for the, we'll see how the, the Leaf fans react to that, you know, to having a player that the Leaf fans don't like playing with one of their players and how that looks on the ice. Exactly. Yes. Um, there is one more thing I do want to ask you about the NHL All-Star break, but I want to ask it on the other side because it's going to be a little bit of a lengthy conversation about how players are picked to go to the All-Star game and should the league reconsider how they do the selection for the All-Star game. So we'll talk about that and more here on the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's edition of the Locked on These podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. You know, we're coming up on the All-Star game. You may want to decide who is Austin Matthews going to take with the first overall pick. You can go, and I think William Nylander is right now one of the top odds uh for that at the all-star uh draft so you may want to look at that or you may want to decide who is going to score the most goals in the all-star game who's going to be named mvp you can do all that at FanDuel, and of course with the super bowl you can do so many other ways to make sure you end the season with the w or two or three you can bet on who will win super bowl 58 but also who will score a touchdown how many points will be scored and so much more new customers Join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Locked On Lease Podcast. David Morrisuti here with my good friend, Frank Stanishi. And so we have the... All-Star game draft happening. We'll find out who exactly will be playing on Team Matthews and all the other rosters. But when we look at the actual rosters themselves and who they have to pick from, there's always been one thing that the NHL has tried to do the last few, I would say the last few years, it's been more prevalent with this, is that each team has a representative at the NHL All-Star game. And personally, I think that's wrong. Because there's two things you don't, I don't think people realize when it comes to the all star game. Um, there are certain bonuses that players get. Now, there's the NHL all star game, and then there's the all star team. Let's not get that confused when it comes to player bonuses. Some get bonuses for making the all star game, some make the bonuses based on if they're named an NHL all star. So that's something that needs to be differentiated. But when we're talking about having the best players, in the league at the NHL All-Star game. I have issue with how this is decided because there are players, and Mike and I had this conversation a, a little while ago, there are players who are going to be at the All-Star game that personally, if you looked at other uh, leagues, the those players would not Google be there. To find out who they are? Well, I'll give you one player right now. Um, and fortunately, Thatcher Demko was voted in by the fans. Because he might not have gone to the NHL All-Star game because Alexander Georgiev, yes, I know the Colorado Avalanche have been good, but do you think Alexander Georgiev is an All-Star over Thatcher Demko? Personally, I don't think so. Um, you look at a player like Zach Hyman, 
He's not at the NHL All-Star game. You look at a player, um, you know, the Anze Kopitar isn't representing the LA Kings. It's Cam Talbot who's representing the LA Kings. You have Brad Marchand. He's not going to be there. Um, Jack Eichel is hurt. You're not having a single player from the Vegas Golden Knights being represented. I thought that was a mistake as well. You know, there's still a top among the top teams in the NHL. And this is where I have the issue with each team has to have a player represented. You have Nick Suzuki there. Um, you have, I'm just looking at the list here. Debrinkis certainly deserves to be there, of course. Should Elias Lindholm be the Flames representative? I heard a lot of people out of Calgary think that should not be the case. This is where I'm trying to get at here. I think that we get all okay. Here's one Oliver Bjorkstrand. Pretty decent player. Would he be an all-star? I don't know. The big one here, I don't know if you remember years ago, the Leafs, when they were in their tanking year for for uh, Austin, for Austin Matthews, they sent Leo Komarov to the NHL All-Star game. To me, that's that because they had to have a Leaf there. I always said, no, the Leafs are terrible. They don't have a player worthy of being an NHL All-Star. Pick a different team. What do you think about that? Well, it, it goes without saying, it's called the All-Star Game for a reason, right? All-Star yeah. implies the best. All-Stars. Um, uh, I'm in agreement with you, mostly because there's just there are too many teams to do that. You know, you're not you're not going to get the kind of turnout players-wise that that people want to see. And, and you know, what we saw, uh, we've seen sometimes where player gets voted in, not because of his quality, but because... The fans are kind of poking fun at the game, right? So it, it's it's important. John it truly is. a few years ago. Yeah. I remember that one. It's totally important, I think that, and and you know what? Just on a personal level, the the players that have a really good year, but because somebody else has to go, they can't go. You know, and, and if you're on a team with, you know, with some of the best players. There's a there's a very slim chance you're going to make it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like you look with the Leafs, they have four players that that are going to the game. If they only could have one, which one do you pick, right? And and so you know it it creates an issue. I mean, it'd be easy. It'd be Austin Matthews. But uh, the point is, is that you know basically you have to you, you have to have the best players there because the reason you're doing it is to show off the talent. Isn't that the reason why they're going? Exactly. You want to show the best players. I don't know if they feel like if, let's say, there's no player from the Canadians going, that Canadians fans aren't going to watch. Personally, I just think if you're a hockey fan, you're going to want to see the best players, and that's where I'm at with that, in my opinion. Totally right? agree. Yeah, no, so, the best players, that's who it should be. Um, yeah. Now, I do think I definitely have to ask, just to end the show here, the Leafs, they are not – in the top three in their division. Of course, they haven't played as many games as certain teams that are ahead of them, so they could easily get back into the top three. But I've heard a lot of fans on our on our comments, a lot of you are saying that the Leafs are... They don't know if the Leafs should be even making any big deals ahead of the trade line, deadline to help them, and that this team isn't one defenseman away, obviously. we have, Mike and I have, I think, made it a point to say that there's quite a few things the team will have to get done but do you think the Leafs should be making a, a case to go out and add to this team ahead of the trade deadline 
only, 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 only if it doesn't uh, involve future considerations, draft picks and such. I think this team has been rewarded for the good seasons they've had uh, enough times that there really aren't many opportunities left. This is a team that come next year, um, you know, they're going to have to prove who they are with what they've got. There's go- they're going to have to maybe trade younger players with a, uh, with a, maybe with a, a possibility of being, being good. Maybe there's a few that they might trade a couple, really. They could trade that for a specific need for another team that has a player, maybe especially a defenseman that might have the attributes the Leafs want, but he's kind of a hit and miss, but not give up a draft pick. At the end of the day, the Toronto Maple Leafs have, have year after year given away a lot of decent picks and it got them nowhere. So now I think there's an opportunity coming down the road and they should keep their draft picks because we've got a, a captain that is nearing, you know, time for him to retire maybe, right? Um, a lot of people don't want to hear that. And then they've got a guy like Marner who may or may not be re-signed. Um, you know, it's not just the fans, I think, that, you know, are looking for a change. But what they're really looking for is a team that they have already, these big talent guys, to do something in the playoffs. Because re- does it really matter who's around them? Only if they don't perform. If they perform, if they had performed in the last couple of seasons in the playoffs, the Leafs would have made it a round or two. But they didn't. So really... Maybe they should not do anything, put the pressure on the guys they've got and say, look, show me what you got. You asked me to sign you for X amount of dollars. Now show me what you can do. Yeah, I I think the two things here I'll make these quick is, yeah, has the team shown that they deserve and a lot of GMs think about that. I look back to 2020 when Kyle Dubas didn't make any moves ahead of the deadline. And this was days after they lost to David Ayers. And I think a little bit of a message was sent there. And I also just think that there is, you look at what's out there, what it would cost, and the Leafs don't have, they've spent a lot of draft capital over the years to try to go for runs. You, Yeah, if you can try to make a deal without severely, severely hampering your ability to look and build for and add young players that clearly this team needs, I do agree with that. I think they need to look at that. And decide where they want to go with that. So, um, and you're paying a lot higher this year because the 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 the, the trade options are not. It's not steep this year. It's yeah, a pretty shallow shallow group. Exactly. Yeah, and that's something that they will have to consider as well. So they we'll, don't need to third forward line, fourth line. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely look into that more. So when we uh, try to figure out where the lease go and what options are there, they're still looking at defensemen, as Elliot Freeman and Darren Drager both reported this week. So. We'll see where exactly that chase leaves them. Frank, thank you for uh, agreeing to come on the show today. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on. Yes, he is free. As those who are asking, Frank has been freed and he is here today. So I want to thank Frank for joining me. That will do it here for us on the podcast. I'd like to thank you and listening and supporting the, the show. You can subscribe to Locked On These Podcasts on all podcast platforms and receive daily leaves content. Follow myself on X at the underscore Morsuti and Frank at Candid Frank Live. Make sure you also follow the show at Locked On These. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow after the draft. I have booked another guest to come on and we'll discuss what happened at the draft 
and what we'll also look ahead to the skills competition and the NHL All-Star game itself. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.